Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello everyone, it's Jack from Cultaholic, joined by Ross and Andrew, and it's time for another exciting edition of Nine Pitches. Um, Ross, are you excited for Fastlane? I tell you what, Jack, I spoke about this on WTF Moments this week. Heading into this week's Raw, I couldn't have given less of a toss about <laughs> Fastlane 2021. But coming out of Raw and a couple of things that happened, it left me going, hmm, it could be quite interesting, this. No. Some of it might be. Other bits I'm not looking forward to in the slightest, <laughs> such as the women's tag team title match. Why is that in the SmackDown women's title picture? Why is Reginald the centre of the universe all of a sudden? Poor Reggie getting shoved down our throats. Oh. Um... Andrew, your your thoughts? Um, yeah, there's, it's it, it always seems like a little bit of an unnecessary bump to WrestleMania. So the things at the moment don't feel spectacularly exciting for me. I am excited maybe about the the Brian and and Roman match and seeing what happens there with the uh, with a special enforcer that could be could be placed in there. Um, but other than that, I, I, it's it's not really doing it for me at the moment. What about you, Jack? I feel a bit sick today. I can't think about wrestling because I've um. Have either of you been to that? Because obviously I'm not in the office, but I live quite near it. Have either of you been to that um cafe that's the garage across from Tesco? Oh, no. I've seen it, but yeah, never it looks, been. Looks very trendy. I tried it for the first time. It's a bit pricey, but it's delicious. But it's it's taken its toll on me. Like, I'm <laughs> really full. I had a toasty and a a big slice of shortbread, and I'm just done. Absolutely done. A toasty and a shortbread is—is is that for breakfast? No, no, that was for my lunch. Oh, Ooh. that's fair enough. That sounds good. But I'm really struggling now. Like, I'm really <laughs> struggling. Um, but yeah, um, I guess we should go on fast <laughs> later. Um, this is nine pitches. If you've never watched it before, um, the concept or the format is that we'll go around in a circle, Ross, Andrew, and then myself. We'll all give one pitch. Four fast lane, and we'll go around three times, and we'll be left with nine pitches by the end. And of course, the other two will be voting on whether it's a yes or a no. But remember that most golden of rules: it's not what we think's going to happen; it's, it's what, what we, we want, want to happen. happen. Yeah. 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 Content. <laughs> Ross, do you want to kick us off then? Does everyone rem- remember Billy Kay? <laughs> She's like proper really funny, right? And she should be at the forefront of everything on SmackDown because she's that good at everything, right? This blends lots of things together. So prepare yourselves for a thrilling ride full of really boring admin and stuff like that. So strap yourselves in, lads. I'm going to the kickoff show on Sunday, the Sunday pay-per-view, which is fastly in 2021, of course. Billy Kay has a segment with Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair where she's dressed up like a member of the APA, right? But because her name is Billy Kay and her... The B begins with a, a bit. The Billy begins with a B. I'm not awake yet. Um, it'll be the the BPA, obviously, not the APA, because the A stuff for acolytes and not Billy. So we'll okay. go BPA. I was trying to think, could it be like B- Billy Ape? It wouldn't fit into the, the surname, would it? So we'll go with BPA. Load of crap, anyway. Billy offers to protect Sasha and well, Bianca. Yeah, sorry, what the KPA could work. The KPA? Mm. Oh, the KPA. K-K-Y-P-A, yeah, the KPA. That's why you did English at university. You've got away with words you have. Um, Billy offers to protect Sasha and Bianca from that tyrant known as Reginald because he's been a proper nuisance recently, sticking his nose in where it doesn't belong, quite frankly. Bianca says no, obviously, because she is more wholesome than American pie. Um, But Sasha, she's a bit more of a dick, isn't she? Deep down, she's been a bit more, bit more sassy than Bianca mm. in this feud. I know they're both giving it back and forth, but I would say Sasha is the more sassy mm. of the two. 
She then says to Billy, Billy, I don't really want your protection, to be honest with you, but I've got something for you to do. Segment ends. Tension builds. Arseholes get sweaty. She, then we find out later on that Sasha Banks has basically said to Billy Kay, Billy, I am sick of the state of the women's tag team division. This is not what I envisioned when myself and Bailey did so much work to make these championships become a thing. So Billy Kay, I want you to go and take those women's tag team titles hostage and ruin this match for us at Fastlane 2021. Onto the main show we go. So early on in the card, we have a backstage, maybe after the first match or something like that, we have a backstage segment where we see Reggie and Nia Jax. They're doing some sort of fashion show. They've distracted the tag team titles from the back of shot. Just at the second where Shayna Baszler rolls her eyes so hard at what she's seeing Reggie do, that's when Billy strikes. Billy strikes and she gets the women's tag team titles and she runs away. I also should say that Sasha's told Billy she's not too interested in the women's tag team titles. Why would she be? when she's the SmackDown Women's Champion. I know she wants all the gold in that, but would you be interested in that? If I was if I was SmackDown Women's Champion, I wouldn't be. Would you? No, I, I wouldn't. I'd be more concentrating on my own my own belt, probably. Hmm. Andrew? Not to, not, to, yeah. not to devalue the tag belts, obviously. <laughs> well, well, I mean, I feel like they are a little bit, bit devalued at the moment, though, aren't they, as well? So I would keep looking after my lovely Women's Championship belt rather than going for the tag team titles. Amen, sisters. Right then. So then we get later on in the night. We've seen a few matches. We go backstage with Billy Kay. She's running around with the, the tag team titles, trying to avoid any and all people who try to tell her off for doing bad, well, bad things, I guess. Stealing's bad, isn't it? But not in this, not in this instance. It's a, it's a wholesome reason behind this. She goes to Vince McMahon's office. Billy marches in there, and we see some funny things. Who knows that Vince McMahon might try to crack a joke. Billy slaps her thigh like you do when you laugh sometimes. Vince McMahon tells her up and says there's no thigh slapping here. <laughs> chortle, chortle, chortle. Billy then she says she's taken the, uh, the titles hostage on behalf of Sasha Banks until you build a proper women's tag division, Vince, because the current one is crap, and... She- <laughs> the women's title, oh, the SmackDown women's title, should be anywhere near the tag team titles. Sasha is annoyed, Vince, and as we all know, you don't like Sasha when she is annoyed because you buy her jets and stuff. That whatever Sasha Banks is on Twitter, thank you, Vince, all the time. So, wanting to avoid and upset Sasha Banks, Vince McMahon caves in and says, "Yes, Billy, I will listen to what you've got to say." Then Sasha Banks has told Billy earlier tonight, "Billy, I want you to try and build." the tag team division from the ground up whatsoever. Because I'm thinking, coming out of Fastlane 2021, we could have years, well not years, months of fantastic content where Billy Kay is holding tryouts for women's tag team, like potential women's tag teams, and she's putting them through the rigor and all that kind of stuff. Uh, on this week's Raw, Kofi Kingston told the world that apparently tag teams need to be registered as tag teams in <laughs> WWE, which I didn't realize was a thing when, you know, Nicholas and Braun Strowman, for example, were winning the tag <laughs> team titles. Who was it? Jason Jordan and Seth Rollins, people like other tag teams that were just thrown together. I think there's lots of fun we could have. By first, well, first of all, I should say it solves an issue, and that's the women's, uh, the SmackDown women's tag. I'm getting mixed up here. The SmackDown women's tag team picture. The women's tag team titles should be nowhere near that. So by Billy stealing the titles, cancelling the match, that gets rid of that convoluted mess. Coming out of Fastlane, as I say, lots of fun to be had with Billy Kay building and putting potential tag teams through the rigor, built and just building, just starting again, basically with the women's tag mm-hmm. team division. Basically, okay. that's what this is, this is about. Cancel that match on Sunday and then Billy Kay holding tryouts and registration things and just being funny Billy Kay. So, did that make sense? I felt like did. I waffled. It, yeah, it made sense. It made sense. <laughs> I've, got to, I've got to ask, who do you envision then being the first tag team champions of the new era? Well, this is the thing. It, it could potentially, these little segments with doing tryouts and whatnot, it could go on for many, many months. You could basically have two people who you wouldn't maybe consider a tag team, go through all this stuff and pass the tests and then become a proper tag team out of it. Because I'm, I'm looking at tag teams like Mandy and Dana, and I'm thinking yeah, it's, it's, it's horribly obvious why they are together. It's because they're both athletic and they're both blonde. Yeah. There's yeah. got to be more reason than that. There's got to be more substance there, Andrew, hasn't there? Got to be there more does. substance. Yeah, there I does, mean, I agree. Lana and Naomi both like to dance. They do the, the dance on the TikTok, don't they? That, yeah. That, that's a reason. I mean... I can't, I can't work out Natalia and Tamina. Well, lineage, isn't it? Prestige. Oh, of yeah. course. Yeah, yeah, History. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Generational talents they both are. Um, so, yeah, that's basically it. It's, it's a chance to reset the women's tag team division because it's got the point now. Well, he's been at this point 
but apart from Sasha Banks and Bailey's reign last summer, it's been at the point where it's just like, why are they bothering? They obviously don't mm-hmm. have any stock in those titles whatsoever. So here's a chance to reset. Go away for a, well, the titles go away for a few months. Billy Kay builds up intrigue, and over the summer maybe when the, the the sort of famously sort of dead period around WWE happens, make it alive again by having the women's tag team titles mean something. It's a yes from me, Ross, because well, two reasons. One. Uh, it contradicts one of my later ones, but I saw a rare piece of constructive criticism on the last uh, pitches video where they said, hey, when Jack uh, says no because it contradicts one of his own. And I was like, you know what? That is true. That is a fair point. So I'm going to say yes, because even though it does contradict it, can, I like... You, huh? can more, you, can, you can want more than one thing in life. You can want more <laughs> than one thing. You can have your cake and eat it. And I feel like I enjoy the idea of hitting the reset button a little bit on the women's tag division and putting Billy Kay more in the spotlight. And maybe further down the line, it could even lead to a reunion with Peyton and they mm. go after the belts. Well, yeah, maybe that's what it is. They, they're the first sort of in the match with this other tag team who make their way through the tryouts and whatnot. Just, yeah, just all needs yeah. reset, doesn't it? And Daru? Ah, uh, yeah, I'm going to give it a yes. Just anything to, to, to make the women's tag division mean something again. I feel so sorry for them because they literally all the matches on Raw and stuff, especially on Raw, they last for what, like a few minutes and then that's it and they're mm. done and dusted. And it, it they literally are just used as a means to just enhance a singles feud for the women's championship. So anything to get those belts away, make it feel like an actual proper division on its own and uh, and, and build some really like good substantial tag teams there. I'm down for Ross. I like this a lot. It's a yes for you, Ross, on your first yes. one. He's down. Andrew, what have you got for us? Whoa, again, this is also quite a windy one. And this begins, uh, this one starts off and then leads into another one that I've got down the line. So bear with me, bear with me with this. Are you ready? You strapped in, you got I'm your seatbelts on. It's fast lane, everybody. You get seatbelts on. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> we're, we're going straight we're going straight down, straight down road. I'm going to shut up now and actually get on with it. Uh, so it's seeming as though it, it's going to be quite likely that we're going to get a United States Championship match at Fastlane between Ali and Matt Riddle because I think after the match on Raw uh, in which Ali lost, I think he posted a short video on Twitter where he berated, he was berating Retribution for getting involved again in his matches, and uh, he challenged Riddle, and he was like, come on then, I was unsuccessful last time, You will, ah, let's have another match, let's have another match. Anyway, so, before that match on Fastlane, because we're assuming right now, there's a backstage segment, and it's Ali, and he's ordering Retribution, he's like, you stay behind, I don't want you getting involved in any of this anymore, you stay here, if you come out again, that's it, we are done, Retribution is over, finished, finito. And that is setting up for another one down the line. But oh. We're getting there. So you get the match. The match comes. There's lots of flips, lots of wow, and lots of the cool things that they do. <laughs> they like to do a lot of the cool things. Uh, and towards the end, we see like Riddley locks in the bro mission. And it looks like it's over for Ali. He's done and dusted. It looks like he's fading fast. But then, oh, them naughty boys. Retribution, they come out. And they try and distract the ref to get Ali back to try and to try and redeem themselves for what they've been doing recently on Raw. And uh, and and as the ref is distracted with Retribution outside, oh, Ali manages to get it in. I think it's the Koji clutch that like new submission thing that he does. He manages to get he reverses the Bro mission into the Koji clutch. And Riddle's he's tapping out. Riddle's tapping out, but he can't see because the oh. ref he's 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 looking at Retribution outside. And uh, and then. Ali gets out of that. He goes to check on, like, tell Retribution, get out of here, you're screwing everything up, you're screwing everything up. And that leaves Riddle. Then he's able to get a roll-up on Ali. One, two, three, that's that, that's that done. So Retribution, they get in the ring. They start beating down on, on Riddle as well. So all of Retribution there beating down on Riddle. But who is that at the top of the ramp? That's not Christian Cage, everybody. It's everybody basking this man's glory oh. for he... Is Keith Lee, and that's right, Keith Lee. He comes charging, <laughs> just like that. <laughs> he comes charging down the ring. He fights all of Retribution off. Get out of here. Get your sends out of here. You're gone. You're gone. And then there's still riddling Ali, scrapping like little children. And he just picks them both up and places himself in the middle of this whole thing. He's looking at Riddle. 
It's like, ooh, you're, yeah, I don't like you, but I'll, I'll do, I like it, ooh. And then Ali's like, yeah, yeah, he's looking at you and that. And then because Ali's mouthing off, Keith Lee turns around, picks him up, boom, mm. spirit bomb, done. Mm. Riddle is like, oh, man, thank you so much for coming to my head. He like holds out his hand. Keith Lee goes to, goes to shake his hand. Ah, no, he gets mm. him up. Mm. For the big bang catastrophe, he goes straight down and riddles down and Keith Lee's just going to town on uh, on Matt Riddle there. And people are like, oh, hey, what's going on here? Is something, something uh, maybe he's aligning himself with someone or maybe he's not aligning himself with anyone. So Keith Lee, he slowly walks back up like this. I don't know why he's doing this. <laughs> he's slowly walking back up the ramp. And then as he looks back around, we get like the camera pan and who comes out clapping their hands and laughing it's Mr. MVP. He's oh, there at the top oh, of the ramp. Saucy bitch, Andy. Smiling and laughing. Keith Lee turns round. MVP extends his hand. There is a shaking of the hand. Keith Lee has joined the Hurt Business, everybody. And I think I would like to see this because... Keith Lee, he's come to the main roster. He's done some good things on the main roster. He's not been able to reach his full potential yet. And I think like a Keith Lee with a bit more sort of fire, a bit more grit in his eyes, like he's seen what MVP and the Hurt Business has done for people like Cedric and Shelton and obviously Bobby Lashley now. And Keith Lee wants a piece of that pie. And obviously you've got the ties there with MVP getting injured by Riddle beforehand and like he was on the crutch and stuff. So like this seems like a way for MVP to also get back at Matt Riddle too and just get, just, I don't know, get everybody involved. That was convoluted mm. to get to that point, but we got there eventually. Mm. <laughs> I liked it. And I liked, how, I liked how enthusiastic you were as well when you Thank told you. it. It was good. Um, I'm going to give it a yes because... Because I like the idea of Keith Lee having something to do again, first of all. And also, I like the idea of him as like the destroyer of the Hurt Business. Mm. As long as it leads down the line to maybe him turning on Bobby Lashley. Because mm-hmm. I think Keith Lee's better as a babyface. Not, not yeah. that I'm saying I'm against this heel turn for a bit. But I'd like to see him do a bit of a Batista and break out of the group later on that down the line. Good. But I like it. It's a yes Thank from you. me. Thank you. As we're sat here on Thursday, the 18th of March, 2021, I am worried for the future of the Hurt Business after what transpired on Monday Night Raw. The tag team title loss came out of nowhere, so I'm, I'm scared as to what that might mean going forward. So putting this, putting Big Keith, in, I said putting this, putting <laughs> Big Keith in the Hurt Business saves any sort of fears that I have for the Hurt Business going forward. And plus, when I, when I listen to Keith Lee do a promo, I think he sounds a bit condescending, so I can see him being mm. a proper, a proper good heel in the hurt business mode. So I'm all for it, Andrew. You oh, saucy man. Yes. That's a saucy idea. That Thanks. all kinds of sauce on it. Woo-hoo. Um, it's two yeses so far. I'll see if I can carry on the good, <laughs> the good form on this one. Um, so mine's the one that uh, was gonna maybe contradict Ross's first one a little bit um, because it concerns um, the women's tag team title match, but. That's not really the focus of this pitch because in mine, Sasha and Bianca win the belts. They need to look strong heading into WrestleMania against each other. And I think the only way to properly do that is to have them just really beat Shayna and Nia um, quite handily. But then obviously there's the tension and everything between them. But what happens in the match is that afterwards, once his new friends have lost, it's because this is all about obviously Reginald, everyone's favorite, the main character of WWE. Um, He gets in the ring and he's trying to be a little snake. He's trying to switch sides again. He's trying to be like, oh, Sasha, Bianca, you're the best, blah, blah, blah. And they just like shove him down or whatever into the barricade on the outside. And he just sits there, not so much hurt as just a little bit dejected. And they head to the back. The next segment begins, Reginald's still there. Like John Boy and Buddy Murphy did this before he joined Seth Rollins, where he was just there at ringside for a whole segment. Mm. It's kind of like that. The next person to come out is Braun Strowman. And he gets on the mic and he's like, I don't know what's been happening because because we we genuinely don't know what's been happening. We're like, why is my match with Shane cancelled? He humiliated me on Raw. He put green slime on me. I looked like a fool, and now I want to have my revenge right now. Shane, get out here. Shane's not there. Braun's like, all right then. I want to have a match with somebody because um, we're saving the Shane match for WrestleMania, of course. And instead, who should you know who should he pick on? But or Reginald, who sat there at ringside because I really want to see Braun versus Reginald. I feel like Braun, 
the booking of Braun was really weird on Raw. I don't know what he's done wrong. He looked like a fool. And I think, and on the, did you see as well, by the way, on the highlights video on YouTube, you know how Shane hit Braun with the camera mm-hmm. to take control? They cut that bit out of the highlight. So oh. instead, you've got, you've got Braun chasing Shane around, <laughs> grabbing him, and then hitting him once or something. And then it cuts and then Shane's jumping off the top rope into the elbow drop on him as if, <laughs> as if Shane's just like taking control of Braun Strowman. It is, it is more plausible that Shane would do that to Braun Strowman, just wrestle yeah. him down with technique and prowess. Yeah, he's the best wrestler in the world. Yes. Um, but uh, I want to see Braun versus Reginald. And, and I want to see <laughs> I want to see Reginald separated entirely from the Sasha Banks-Bianca Belair build because that's just harming it. Um, I don't mind him sticking around. As Ross has pointed out, he wrestles like no one else. He's really smooth and stuff. He's really entertaining, mm. but not in that storyline. So Braun obviously wins here. I just feel like watching Reginald get thrown around by Braun would be really entertaining for a bit. And on a show where we don't really know what's going on, it's not really got much of a structure heading into it. I think that would be a mm. nice little bit of time filled. So that's mm. my pitch, as long as Braun wins and then beats Shane at WrestleMania. I am on board wholeheartedly. As with the women's tag team titles, as I said earlier, Reggie needs a reset as well. How they've taken this man who had a couple of show-stealing matches on SmackDown and then just made him everything and made him everything you don't want a superstar to be and that is just everywhere all of the time and ruining your sort of perception of him. It's a shame to see because, as as you said, Jack, he, he moves like no other. He's sensational. So, yeah, seeing Braun Strowman just throw Reggie out the Thunderdome is something I want to see on Sunday. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm. I. It's a yes from me as well. Also, as good as Reginald is too. Let's see Braun Strowman get some of that like monstrous part of him back because recently, yeah, he's just been made to look like a clown. He's come back and he's in the best shape he's ever been in. Yeah, he's. He looks incredible. Like he should be booked as this insane heel monster but instead they're just I don't know what I don't know why they've decided to do this with it and I, all I can think of at Wrestlemania is it's going to be like a Takeshi's Castle style match between <laughs> Braun and Shane save, like, that, save that for Wrestlemania pictures yeah, immediately sorry, that, yeah, that sorry. Cool. keep that one in the that, bank if that's not on that video I'm going to be sorely disappointed <laughs> imagine Braun chasing Shane through the doors one when he's going to jump into the <laughs> yeah. false door ah oh, that would be so good um, Ross it's, it's time for your second pitch. So as we all know, lads, the essence of The Fiend is inside of both Alexa Bliss and Randy Orton corrupting. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, it's inside of all of us here. Well, it could be a, a small portion <laughs> of us. We have a dark side, don't we? So careful, yeah. Andrew. You've got, got some blackjack. Yeah, sorry, goo's <laughs> coming out. <laughs> but as we know, The Fiend is corrupting the vessels of both Randy Orton and Alexa Bliss from within whenever and however he likes to. So, of course, on Sunday, with The Fiend having power over Alexa and with Alexa being on The Fiend's side, Alexa should beat Randy Orton comfortably with ease because Mm -hmm. at the click of a finger, she can make him cough up sweets and ink and oil and other dark and disturbing things. Uh, So Randy should basically just drown in a pool of that black stuff that comes out of his mouth. Um... And then after the match, we, this, is the, this is the big, this is the kick, because I'm terrified that we're actually going to see The Fiend on Sunday. They shouldn't. Just hold off until WrestleMania 37 and then blow us away with hopefully a brand new, fresh look for The Fiend. Not that he needs mm. it. I just, well, not that he needs it in the sense that we're bored of him. He needs it in the sense that he was set on fire and he should look different. Mm. Um, so we see, and I'm going to bring it, I'm a bit scared about saying this. I'm going to bring back a Bray Wyatt-related hologram. But this time, it's a flamey man. It's not a scary, so, ooh, I'm in a lamp sort of man, like a genie, a spooky little, like, woodland genie kind of thing. It's a flamey, fiery man, because as we all saw at TLC, he was set on fire. Flamey Fiend starts doing this with his finger. And then somehow, some way, the lifeless corpse of Randy Orton levitates from the ring no. and floats. <laughs> floats outside of the Thunderdome. Now, like, you're laughing, but I sat here on the TLC pitches, right? And I said that Randy Orton should be set on fire. And what happened? You might yeah. think it's far-fetched now, yeah, yeah. but it's distinctly possible. <laughs> this is a load of bollocks on Monday Night Raw, I tell you. Anyway, then we see a shot where sort of Randy is just falling through many sort of different sort of voids and vortexes and weird spooky bollocks like that. And... Whoop, he lands on the floor. The room is just black. You can't see walls. It's just a black sort of void of blackness everywhere. He turns around. He wakes up. He's like, Ugh, gets rid of the black stuff out of his mouth. Paul. Oh, my God. John. 
how the devil are you? I haven't seen you for a while. Of course, because last year at WrestleMania 36, <laughs> John Cena was put in this dark void when he was obliterated by the Fiend. Triple H, was it on Raw? Was it on Raw? Yeah, it was on Raw, yeah. A similar fate happened to him as well. So this builds somehow, someway, some bollocks happens inside this dark space to a three-on-one handicap match at WrestleMania 37. <laughs> the proverbial Ghostbusters of the peace. Randall Keith, Triple H, and John Cena all taking on The Fiend. And yes, I am pitching that John Cena, Triple H, and Randy Orton all wear matching Ghostbuster outfits. Oh, and then somehow, somehow, yes. somehow, someway, they'll look very cute, won't they? Yeah, um, they will. And then maybe we'll get onto this at the WrestleMania 37 pitches video because I, t- I haven't thought that far ahead. But mm. that's the sort of setup for a big WrestleMania 37 handicap match. I mean, <laughs> there's always an element of the supernatural with yours sometimes. Jack, I watch Monday Night Raw every single week and I cannot believe the things I see. Anything yeah, is possible. <laughs> when Jim Ross at the start of SmackDown 2 knew your role said anything is possible in the World Wrestling Federation, he wasn't lying. Mm-hmm. As we've seen on Monday Night Raw involving Alexa and Randy and The Fiend. Mm. It, was a, it was a no all the way through from levitating onwards until <laughs> Ghostbusters outfits saved <laughs> yeah. it. So for me, it's a yes. Um, I don't really have anything else to add, Andrew. I think it was a similar thing for me as well. The levitating bit, I was like, oh, oh what, dear. What, what don't you like about that? How spooky is a levitating body? Do you know what? Like, part of me as well was actually thinking, do you know what? If it is something different like that to what has been happening over and over and over and over again on Raw that we've seen multiple times at this point, I, would, I wouldn't actually mind it. Just something a little bit different. I think the fact where you were like, because I was thinking a similar thing at some point too, is like, Randy wakes up in just like a void of black. When you said he drops down, I was thinking of Mr. Bean, by the way. Where he That's just, exactly like, where I was. Going. <laughs> I was thinking oh. of the bit in the. Oh, I was thinking a bit in the Simpsons baseball episode where the guy goes <laughs> yeah. in the mystery zone and falls down. Have you, any of you seen the um, the Donny Osmond uh, Joseph and his technical dream coat? But my mum used to play that all the time when I was a kid. And there's a part where Joseph gets thrown down to a pit, obviously, when he. What's he called? Profiter? What did he do? He flirts with the guy's missus, Joseph does, and he gets thrown into jail. Naughty boy. And there's a bit where Donny Osmond's falling through the sky like this, <laughs> kicking his legs back and forward. And I imagine Randy Orton would do a similar thing, falling down into the void where Triple H and uh, John Cena currently are, of course. That's the, that's, the, that's the part that I like, is that it still ties into everything, especially with John Cena, and then obviously Triple H just disappearing that that day on Raw, wherever, he's, wherever he is in this black void now. <laughs> um, but do, do you know what? Because, because it's so different from what we've seen multiple times on Raw with the spooky shenanigans, I'm going to say yes. It's a yes from me, Ross. I'd like, I'd like especially if when he discovers Triple H and John Cena... They've grown out like their beards and hair. <laughs> and they've got like playing cards and there's cans of beer around and they've just been there for so long they're bored. I think that would add to it a little bit as well. Yeah. I'm just trying yeah. to imagine Triple H try and make a, a, a Ghostbusters entrance at WrestleMania serious and badass like he does every single day with all of his entrances. <laughs> yeah. Imagine how, that. How do they um how do they get from the the sort of place that they're trapped to WrestleMania to the match? The fiend lets them in? Oh, right. let's so. Because oh, I thought it, it was going to be like a. There's, there's a, there's a. I think it's of Dr. Dre. Of them in, <laughs> Makes complete I, sense. I think it's Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg who did a live show once where there was like a Tron and it played before they came out and they like got into a shootout in the video in a shop and then they walk out of the shop and then that's when they come out on stage as if it's live, as if it's just happened. And I wanted to see that with Orton, Triple H, and Cena. And they have a little film, and then they emerge on stage. But I don't know whose Ooh. music you play, though. That'd be cool. Go Ghostbusters theme in it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cena would have fun with it. I can he imagine. Yeah. <clears throat> that's the best. That's one of the best pitches ever. I think. That's really that's good. A good one. Even though you hated half of it. <laughs> I've, been, I've been completely. I've been completely convinced in the past few minutes. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. 
That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Andrew, good luck following that one. Thank you. I don't think uh, I don't think it's uh, I don't think I'm going to do well following that one. But so. From my first pitch, as I was talking about, with all the retribution stuff, Ali telling them, you guys stay behind. You guys don't come in. Don't bother me. I'm going to get this done on my own. Oh, I'm it's better. linked to your previous it's pitch? It's linked. So this, oh, yeah. Is, this, you're is like, this unprecedented on the pitches video? We've never had linked. Oh, is it? Oh, <clears throat> you're like Bruce Pritchard. I'm so sorry. <clears throat> well, no, we'll see. Good. This booking might be bad, but Look we'll it, see. With his pen in his hand as well. What, look <laughs> at that. It's like a little cat. <laughs> Oh, nice. Good. Good, that's good, that. <laughs> Sorry, I don't, I always fiddle with a pen because I get nervous doing videos, so I'm always like oh, fiddling Andrew, with pens and shucks. stuff. shucks. Shut up. Uh, what? Anyway, right, so following on from the first page. So Ali, obviously, he told Retribution, don't you come and interfere in my match. And they did. They cost in the US title. So we get another backstage bit where we see Ali and he's livid. He's livid that... That they were, they didn't listen to his specific request earlier in the night, and they cost him another chance at capturing the US title. And he's just—he's sick of it. He's sick of the inadequacy of retribution, and he's embarrassed. He's embarrassed by the fact that they've been nothing but a laughing stock for a long time now, and like that their original presentation as a group of like, you know, performers that have been spurned out, they're cast out. Nobody wants them anymore. And th- their goal is like to destroy WWE and then build it up in their own image. That's not, it's not a thing anymore, is it? We can wholeheartedly say that that isn't a thing for retribution anymore. So Ali is like, you know what? I need real allies, not ones that spout jokes on social media. That's just not who we are. Because that really doesn't follow on from Ali's seriousness in his videos. And then you get T-Bar and that going like, ha, lol, Jake's got you. I do like that, though, about them. I think that's quite funny. Um, but, you know, nothing... He doesn't want anyone here to hinder his vision of what Ali sees for the future of retribution. And, you know, he, he needs allies that have truly been grinded down by the system. Ones that have almost been so close, very close to reaching the top, only to have everything pulled out from underneath them, unable to ever get the momentum back and being tossed to one side, never to be looked at again. Um, other than just jobbers or just cafeteria furniture, because that's where certain people are at the moment. So he needs those that lay quietly. <laughs> I can't believe I wrote this. It sounds so just rubbish. No, this is uh, poetic. Are you ready for this? this? Is good. Yeah, right, yeah. this is what I wrote. He needs those that lay quiet, quietly, still with that fire burning inside and fueling yes. their hatred for all the injustices the system oh. has doused them in, making their anger and intensity grow larger than life. And now, Ali says, now I have just that. And then you get Slapjack, T-Bar and Mace. They're looking like, I mean, I say they're looking confused. They've got masks on, so they're looking <laughs> as confused as they can whilst wearing masks. And then straight from behind, bah, what's that? Who's that? It's a black mask straight to the back of the head. Is that Alistair? Oh, Is that Alistair Black? Oh, we have Alistair oh. Black, Ricochet, and I couldn't think of another person. <laughs> so okay. said Bo Dallas in there. You've got Alistair Black, Ricochet, Bo Dallas. They take out. T-Bar, Slapjack, and Mace. And we have our new Retribution 2.0. The boys, no masks, no, like, new sort of gimmick thing. This is just, like, four guys that are hungry and have been severely underused in such a bad way. And they're one... They're, what, I, what I envision for this, right, is that we actually get 
the retribution that we were kind of promised to start with. They just interfere in anything and everything. They don't just stay to one brand. They go between them all. They're causing chaos. They're trying to make people know that they're ready for their big, big shots. Reginald would be perfect for this. Reginald would be perfect. (laughs) He's on all brands anyway. Do you know, I was thinking, I was thinking as well, because I think Alistair Black posted um, something on Twitter of uh, his and Ivar's match from a takeover once. And I was like, oh my God, what what if like the Viking Raiders get in there as well? Just have like big, strong boys, just guys that you know are really, really good. Not that like Dijakovic and stuff aren't good, but maybe they would do better now just being on their own as singles, doing stuff like that. But like a big collective of boys that, that can go the distance and do the good things. I would just like to see him dominate so much. It, it's such a shame that a lot of these guys have been so underutilized now. I'd say yes from me, Andrew, 100%. Whoa. I like the idea of that, and I like the idea of the current Retribution guys getting more of a solo chance without mm. having the Retribution thing wearing them down, because you're right, it hasn't suited. That it's no. Not, it's just not been good. Um, it's a yes from me as long as we don't get retributionified names for the yeah, new ones none yeah. of them okay no. fair enough fair enough maybe some black and white attire but that's about it okay yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. it's a yes i think you're onto something first of all andrew with a retribution breakup thing because i don't know if it's me just plucking at one too many straws which i like to do from time to time mm. but t-bar had an uncrisply shaven head on this week's raw hinting Ooh. that he was growing out his hair once again mm. hinting that dominic dijakovic could be coming back there's me pulling at too many straws. I'm going to give it a yes, but I'm going to need the retribution name and all kinds of retribution sort of gear and references and everything to be just taken away because that gimmick makes no sense whatsoever anymore. Mm. The, the cherry on top of the, the nonsensical cake was when they walked out there for a, a lumberjack match. Yes, Mr. Shane McMahon, we'll, we'll abide by your rules to make sure the title <laughs> match goes straight down the middle. We'll do your hard work for you, sir. Um, so, yeah, just give him a new name. What would the new name be, Andrew, on, on the spot? Come up with a new um, name. The bad men. The bad men. Mm. It's yeah, just, just as effective as the pinnacle. Uh, exactly. <laughs> I think that's. I think that's a bad name, me. What the, the bad men? The pinnacle. I like the pinnacle. Oh, oh it's a bit like bit. Like, oh, it's a bit obvious, isn't it? A little bit, mm. a little bit. But then the inner circle as well. Well, oh, I don't know. Yeah. I, I shouldn't have turned this into an AEW thing, should I? <laughs> <laughs> We're WWE shills now. Um, it's my go, isn't it? Yes, mm-hmm. it is. Right. Uh, mine also concerns someone that we've already mentioned. So uh, I'm going to take Andrew's assumption that we're going to have Riddle versus uh, Mustafa Ali at the event. I think that would make sense. Um, It's a really good match. Riddle retains. Why not in this universe? That can all happen and cause the breakup, but it's going to have to feature one fewer new member of Retribution because he's in my storyline. So Riddle's backstage, he's celebrating, he's on his scooty puff jr and he's got his u.s title and he's all right oh it's from futurama um (laughs) scooty scooty puff jr it's a space scooter for children (laughs) andrew do you know what i'm talking about i do i love futurama so much yeah it's so good yeah um but then he graduates to a scooty puff senior it doesn't matter um so I can't, I've told, oh yeah, yeah, Riddle's backstage scooting about, annoying people, because his character's absolutely stupid now, Um, and he stops, and he's annoying someone, I can't think who would be good for this role, Um, who's often just unimpressed, no, 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 not Reggie, no, no, he's battering Braun Strowman, or getting battered from (laughs) by Braun Strowman. Uh, Vince, 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 why not Vince? Vince is there, Riddle's like, bro, dude, bro, and then, uh, Unfortunately, it's very similar to one of Andrew's pitches, but Black Mask from out of nowhere knocks Riddle off his scooter. That goes flying. The belt goes (laughs) flying. What are you? Are you you all right, Andrew? (laughs) Just knocks him off his scooter. Yeah, yeah. I like that. That was good. Into a a bin. Why not? (laughs) Um, And Alistair Black just looks at him and he's like, he says something Alistair Black-like, maybe like, I will see you at the WrestleMania. That's not a Dutch accent. <laughs> oh, no. I will From see you Berlin, at the WrestleMania. That's the plan. Oh, yeah. I will see you there. Um, <laughs> so sorry to everyone from Germany and the Netherlands. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> we, get to, we get to WrestleMania because I think that even if we take away the way they've been booked since NXT, 
Alistair Black and Matt Riddle, I think, is a really good matchup stylistically. They're both strikers. They can both do really cool stuff. And I'd like to see what their respective special mania entrances would look like as well. Alistair Black's obviously would be a bit demonic. Uh, Riddle's, I've got no idea. I can't even begin to imagine what it would be. Uh, giant, a... gi- giant cheese its and other <laughs> stoner-based things, you know. A giant scooter. He, he, gets his down, scooty, yeah, yeah. he gets his Scooty Senior. Yeah, he does. He at does, WrestleMania. He does. And he comes down and there's smoke filling the air and I don't know. That's my pitch anyway. I don't really mind who wins that. Probably Alistair Black because he needs it more. Mm. Uh, but yeah, that's that's my second pitch. Do you want to go, Ross? You go. Do you want to go, Andrew? You can go I'll, if you want. I'll go. Um, oh, anything to get Alistair Black on TV. Is a big fat yes for me. And I think one of the things that the main roster hasn't utilized so much recently is that they've brought up so many NXT guys. And I think the the most logical thing to do, obviously have them go after the big guys on, on that show, but also why not have them make the magic that they made in NXT with each other? Why not have that on the main roster and just have that be shown to a bigger wider audience like they could do so much good stuff together in that in that setting in the main roster setting that it would be a shame for it not to actually happen so i'm i'm gonna say yes to it i'm gonna say yes to it thanks very much Ross. It's a yes to alistair black and while i, I can't stand the riddle character as he proved on this week's raw when he does the wrestles you sort of forget about that bollocks don't you so it's a yes for that bit as well Wonderful. Um, Wonderful. I think we're all on. Wonderful. I think we're all on big yeses now. I think we are all, all the way yes. through so far. Yes. I'm right. I, I gave Andrew a fifty-fifty for my second one. I need the retribution in to be gone for the best yes. to work. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Stand um, on the ground here, Ross. It's your turn. So obviously, is where Satya currently. Braun versus Shane McMahon has been removed from Fastlane because I presume that WWE have realised that nobody gives a toss. Um, maybe they've realised that it was supposed to be a mania, a mania match or maybe just maybe Shane McMahon injured himself <laughs> having come <laughs> from the cold after many moons away from the wrestling ring and doing an elbow drop on his first sort of physical night back if that makes any sense that would so, make sense actually I've not even thought of that yes mm. so to try and salvage something from this utter bollocks that is Shane McMahon versus Braun Strowman on Monday Night Raw um, I want to try and save Braun Strowman from pure complete obscurity because I remember 2017 and 2018 when Braun Strowman would try to murder Roman Reigns and he would push over big, silly things and we would all laugh. It was fantastic. I don't care what anyone says. Just seeing a big, scary man like that, be, like just doing big, stupid stuff. Obviously, you're going to run out with big, stupid stuff to do, but it's been a while, so they've had time to think of stuff. So it's time to get Braun Strowman back doing big, stupid stuff. The storyline here is not Braun's fault. He's an angry man who's also an idiot. But Shane McMahon's not calling him an idiot, but he also calls him an idiot. It's all kinds of stuff that makes no... It's just bad, isn't it? So, I think it was this week, Jack, me and you sat here on the news talking about WWE moving away from the Thunderdome mm. because the new baseball season is starting soon. When Did we talk about when the move is happening? I can't remember that far back. Uh, I think it was just after WrestleMania. So my this happens on Sunday. The pitch is what we want to happen, not what we think will happen yeah, or what can yeah. possibly can happen. Like Randy Orton might not be able to levitate with the black <laughs> goo inside of him, but I want that to happen. That's what the pitch is, is all about. So what better way to leave this current Thunderdome setting than to have Braun Strowman from 2017, 2018 come back. The Roman Reigns murdering Laurie toppling Braun Strowman. He literally picks up the Thunderdome. He tips out the superstars and all the, all the, all the, all the workers there, all the staff throws it that's how Fastlane goes off the air he gets annoyed that his match with Shane McMahon has been cancelled and he's out there in the ring saying why, why do I have to have my match cancelled doing stuff like that and then he just loses his complete SHIT so much that he just goes right I've had enough of this bollocks picks up the Thunderdome see you later and then we, we move off to the next Thunderdome which I assume will look the same to the current Thunderdome because of all the screens and whatnot, you can't see the dome above, can you? So it'll just look the same. Yeah. I messaged you two earlier today saying, lads, um, I'm really struggling for a third pick. Um, so to be completely frank with everybody, I was sat on the toilet, which of course is where all the best ideas happen in the world ever. And this is what came to mind. Um, Braun Strowman throwing the, the, the... Maybe we could bring in Braun Strowman's dad. We all have a dad angle. In WWE, thinking of George, of course, <laughs> primarily. Braun Strowman's dad is a softball player, a softball legend by all accounts, 
Maybe Braun Strowman could pick up the, uh, the Thunderdome as a softball, throw it to his dad, and his dad is the one who gets rid of it. <laughs> it's um, just trying to get, trying to save Braun, Braun Strowman. It's, um, his last mm. year has been a mess, hasn't it? Yeah. Um, when you were pitching that and you were talking about getting rid of the Thunderdome, I was like, okay, he's going to want Strowman to like run through walls and stuff backstage and and break things and eventually just WWE can't stay there. They're doing too much damage. But instead what you've done is 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 my worst fears have been confirmed and you've just said let's have him throw the building away. <laughs> Dream big, Jack. Have big dreams. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm gonna have to give it a no. Um yeah, or do you want sorry. them to leave in an orderly sorry. fashion, do you? It's not an orderly fashion. <laughs> my, my one works. <laughs> Andrew, please, what, what have you got to say? Oh, it's so absurd that you... I don't want to say no to it. Oh. It's just... It's what, not what we think will happen, Andrew. Remember, it's, it's what, what we, we want, want to happen. To ha- exactly, it's what we want, want to happen. I want to see Braun Strowman Sr. I assume that's his real name. I would... Hit the Thunderdome with a, base, a softball bat. <laughs> I'd love nothing more for them to have, like, they go outside, right, and it's just, like, the worst paper mache version of the Thunderdome that you've <laughs> ever seen. And they try and make it look real, and he literally just picks it up and chucks it towards his dad, who just hits a home run. <laughs> so, with like, with that image in mind, <laughs> if it ties into the silliness at WrestleMania... Jack, I'm so sorry. If it ties into the silliness at WrestleMania... I, uh, Go on then. If they are going down this route of just being stupid as anything, I'm just gonna give it. A, I'm gonna give it a yes. I'm gonna give it a yes. Because on a more serious note, after being covered in in slime, I, I used gunge on my video the day, and it turns out Americans don't know the word gunge. No, I, thought it, I thought it would have been universal after mm. Dave Benson Phillips and all that stuff. So <laughs> yeah. After being covered in that, surely just Braun Strowman's just got a rip shame at man's head completely from his body. That's mm. the only way he can come back from this, surely. Mm. Oh. Gunge is a better word than slime. Yeah. Gunge is really onomatopoeic. It, it really mm. sounds like it looks. I think gunge is a fantastic word. So Americans start using gunge. It's brilliant. Um, so that's a yes and a no. <laughs> so close. All I can I can only picture it happening in like Team America style with puppets. Yes. Like, <laughs> anyway, it's better with puppets. You know, that's true. That's very true. Uh, Andrew. Okay. Do you want to give us your final pick? Yeah, mine's, again, I don't know if I can follow that one up again. Ross has knocked it out of the park twice now. Mine, my last one involves wrestling, and I just well, don't wish, mine I wish does I'd as well. done that. Oh, where have you gone? The Zoom. Oh, Zo- let it. me pop it back. I'll pop it back out again. You ready? Yeah. He's got it. There we go. He's done it. That's Technical a clip whiz. for somebody to take on Twitter. <laughs> I'll, I'll pop it back out again. <laughs> well, come on now. So this one is about... The uh, Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan match at Fastlane for the Universal Championship. And I'm assuming, um, let's just say that Edge wins this one. And he is the special enforcer for the match. He is the man who does the counts and things like that. Uh, There's been some tension leading up to this one. Obviously, last week we saw the contract signing, Daniel Bryan hitting the running knee on Edge and stuff. So there's a little bit of tension there. And also not to mention, I guess like Edge's promos recently, at least to me, they seem a little bit heelish, almost a little bit condescending as well to a certain degree. Um, So I feel like there's something there. Anyway, yes, let's assume that Edge is a special enforcer for that match. Uh, throughout the match, there is frustration between both parties, obviously with the tension of Roman and Edge, as we assume that they're going to face each other at WrestleMania, um, and also the tw- tension between Daniel and, uh, and, and Edge for what transpired on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Um, Edge does his best to seemingly call everything down the middle. He's counting at a normal pace. He's not favoring one superstar over the other. For now, at least. Ooh, foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we get towards the end of the match, and it's looking like Reigns has got this one won. He then goes to hit a final spear, and Debray turns it into the yes lock. And they're quite close to the ropes. Ooh, and this is the bit where I can't decide where I want it to go. I've got an idea in my head of, of what I want to happen, but I kind of don't know how we get there, so you'll have to bear with me on this one. Um, so it looks as though like Reigns is almost is always it almost gets his foot on the ropes to break the hold because they're quite close to the ropes, um, but he doesn't actually do so. However, Edge still calls for the hold to be broken and he starts the count. 
and, and at, at this point we're like, oh, maybe maybe Edge just saw wrong. Maybe he just saw wrong, and he's trying to, you know, he thinks that's the right thing to do. Uh, but Daniel won't let Dan, uh, Daniel won't let go of the hold. And we get to four, and then Edge is like, all right, let let the hold go. He gets in there. He's trying to break it up and everything. He's having a go at, at, at Daniel Bryan, and then this gives Roman enough time to like get up and hit a final spear. But again, there's shenanigans. There's shenanigans afoot, right? Daniel's leg is under the bottom rope, and Reigns goes for the pin, and Edge slyly spots this, and we get a little bit where it's like, oh, what's going on here? But he goes down anyway and counts to three, and that's it. One, two, three. That is the match done. Edge versus Roman, 100% set for WrestleMania. But, and this is where I'm getting to with this one, I guess. With the way that Edge has been cutting his promos and stuff recently, he's, he's used a lot of I need this, I need to win kind of stuff. And I think Edge sees Daniel Bryan of more of the, of, as more of a threat than, than, than Roman Reigns. Because, like, on SmackDown, the crowd is definitely behind Bryan. They're, like, all the... Well, I say the crowd, like the pumped in noise, yeah. all the yes chants and everything. Every Everybody seems to be behind him. And I think that bothers Edge. And then, because this is supposed to be Edge's biggest moment. He's come back from all this. He's going to get his, he's going to get a world title win. He's so, so excited about this. But Brian's already had this. And now it's time for Edge to be the hero in this story once again. Hence why he cheated Brian out of the win at Fastlane. And how could Edge be the hero in this story if if it's not him versus the biggest heel mm. in the company at the moment? So then this like this leads to Edge. He almost becomes like an oblivious heel. He thinks that this is what the fans want. They want him to be in the main title picture at WrestleMania. And he still views himself as a babyface because he's here to slay the head of the table himself. Um, and in doing so, this kind of turns Edge back into like the rated R superstar slowly and could potentially set up for a triple threat match at WrestleMania where either Brian or Edge takes the pin uh, and then uh, to, to win the belt, sorry. And that leaves Roman still looking strong because he's not been pinned outright and we can still go in his tyranny, his mad heel run and stuff like that. But yeah, basically, that was all convoluted again. I want Edge to cost Daniel Bryan the match and then slowly start displaying the heelish tendencies because he wants to be the person who's the hero at WrestleMania and he doesn't want to give that to Bryan. It's a it's a cautious yes from me <laughs> because I like I like the idea generally. I think Edge is better as a heel, and I think it's really difficult to turn him given the circumstances. But I think that might be one of the like that's a really clever way to do it. Mm. Um, I'm not the only bit I'm not really sure about is is the um, the finish of the match where Edge sees the rope break and then. How do you convey that he's seen the rope break, mm. but also... But I think the benefit is that it's not taking place in front of a live crowd, so they can really discuss it on commentary and show replays and yeah. Edge, like, noticing it and then still counting the three and stuff. So I think that's still fine. Uh, yeah, it's a yes from me. Lots of shades of grey have been taken taking place on Friday Night Smackdown. What are you laughing at, Andrew? <laughs> I don't know. Lots of shades, especially from Daniel Bryan. I find Daniel Bryan to have been a little... He's still a baby face, mm. but in what he's been saying, like I think there was the bit with Edge where he was like, Edge, you don't love this as much as me. And then the next week was like, oh, you think I said that, Edge, but I actually reeled you in. There's, Daniel Bryan's been oh. a dick because he's realised that this might be his last WrestleMania, so he wants to get involved in the big title picture. And to be honest with you, after the build so far, I'm more interested in Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns than I am Edge versus Roman <laughs> yes, Reigns. Yeah, is, is, definitely. Um, as weird as that is to say... So I'd say yes, and just get Daniel Bryan involved somehow in that triple mm-hmm. threat match potentially at WrestleMania. So yes, it's a yes from me, Andrew. Thank you. Thank Lots you. of shades of grey, all the different greys. Light grey, dark grey, Andy grey. Gray. Uh, Heather grey. What, yeah. what was that one? Heather grey. Heather grey. That's one, right? Heather grey is a colour? It's a colour. Oh, it's like a light grey. Right, 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 right. Yeah. No. A historical <laughs> figure. No. <laughs> um, so it's, it's, a, it's a big yes from Andrew, for Andrew again. Uh, it's you. time for my last one, which isn't as big as... I've structured these wrong. So Ross had a big silly one at the end, or maybe he was serious. Who knows? I was serious. Uh, yeah, fair enough. Uh, Andrew had his biggest one in terms of storyline. I've got my probably like my, my middling one here, which is a shame to end the video on, but I'll do it. Obviously, I'll do it anyway. Um, mine concerns Asuka, because 
Asuka recently has been showing signs, hasn't she? Everyone's been talking about, is this the return of the NXT Asuka? She battered Shayna Baszler. Um, well, she won with a roll-up, but she battered her after the match. Um, I think we need to just really hammer that home at Fastlane. I feel like Asuka needs a match on Fastlane. And, and I think that it should just be against, like, five people or something. Make it a six-pack challenge. So Asuka comes out and says, uh, I want Charlotte Flair. Charlotte doesn't appear. She's like, right, okay, then anyone who wants it, come come along. And we get like five five superstars from Raw. I guess Mandy, Dana, um, Lana and Naomi, I suppose. That, that makes sense. Um, they come out and then, you know, uh, The Matrix Reloaded. Is that the second one? Yeah. Where Neo fights off like a million Agent Smiths with the <laughs> yeah. pole. Like, just like that. And Asuka's just dodging and just... <laughs> battering everyone um obviously other people get a little bit here and there but this is mainly the Asuka show and then you know she gets the win it could be elimination but it's probably that'll probably take a long time so I'm guessing it's just a just a a six-way match and and Asuka looks really strong heading into Wrestlemania against Charlotte but this only works if Asuka then wins because we're all expecting Charlotte to beat Asuka for the belt of Wrestlemania and I think I'm right in saying we all don't really want that to happen. We feel like Asuka deserves to keep the belt after what a great um, what a great service she's provided for WWE in the lockdown times, doing everything asked of her. Um, so I think I want to just see her dominate a fast lane and then beat Charlotte at Mania. And Charlotte's already beaten Asuka at Mania, so she doesn't even need it. She really doesn't. But that's my that's my last pitch. It's the most unrealistic pitch of the video so far. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking that Asuka's going to beat Charlotte at WrestleMania, but yeah, yeah I'm, I'm all I'm all for it. I'm just I'm resigned to it um, happening at WrestleMania. Maybe that that can pull it round and pull off a shock and have Asuka defeat Charlotte and get a win back from mm. WrestleMania 34. But um, yeah, I'm all for seeing Asuka just kick people's heads off. Basically, at the end of the day, mm-hmm. I'd love to see nothing more than that. Jack would absolutely love to see nothing more than that. Bless Asuka, she's been. Not used very well recently. She's been made to. She's also been made to look like a bit of a fool um, mm-hmm. with like the Alexa Bliss stuff. Like she's not been made to look like the champion that she is and that she deserves to present herself as. So w- yeah, without a doubt. And then as Ross was saying, yeah, please go on to WrestleMania and and, and beat Charlotte Flair. Please, please, please. So yes, Excellent. it's a yes from me. Well, thank you very much, uh, and thanks to both of you for joining me in this pitcher's journey. And thanks to all of you for watching along as well. Do leave your thoughts and opinions, and maybe even some pictures of your own, in the comment section down below. And um, what else? Smash that like button, uh, all the rest of it. I said that on Graded as well when I recorded that today. I'm really about smashing the like button in a minute. Have you guys got any closing thoughts or anything you want to mention? The uh, content. Ross? We'll do over the weekend. I haven't confirmed with Adam. Okay. <laughs> I assume he's doing a live stream. He might not be. He might be. It's a big yeah. week from this week. so He's, he's moved house, hasn't he? So... Ask, him, ask him on Twitter and he'll confirm one way or the other. <laughs> uh, one will definitely be happening. Um, Jack will be doing a video soon after the show. Won't you, Jack? Yes, I will. I will be doing that. <laughs> and um, you'll be doing WTF? Yes, and somebody yes, else would be going great. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is good. This is Andrew will probably be organized. editing some videos and that. You know. Yeah. Um, right. Well, I hope we. We're, I mean, we're prepared here. No, no, yes, no. We it are. Sounds, no, listen. It sounds to, to the outside world like we have no idea what we're doing, but we we've been, it's because we've been concentrating so much on planning for WrestleMania week. You want to say I've invested right in a calendar. I've got a, oh. Rottweiler, a Rottweiler puppy calendar and I've been oh. making all my notes on there because that's how stacked the WrestleMania schedule is this year. And I'm yeah, scared for the next few, three or four weeks. I am. <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to be a big task, but we're up for it. And I'm sure that everyone will, um, will be looking forward to putting out some content for all of you lovely people. So thanks once again for watching and I can't think of anything else. Cheers. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. (laughs) 